0: Hello, folks, and welcome to Psychotherapy. This is episode 131. Wow. End of the year. And this year has been a special one for me. As I had warned you longtime listeners in the previous episodes at the end of 2020, and even 2019, I said I'm going to change these years. I'm going to do something special. So keep an eye on me, and you can do it with me. When 2020 hit, I said, it's like Groundhog's Day. We get this bonus year where a lot of us aren't working, and so we can do, be, have the things we couldn't in the past, and uh, I've done some of those things. One of those things is going back to school, and in this episode, we explore that, the people who helped me get there and what I had to go through to finish. So thank you so much for listening, and this episode's gonna start right now. There's a lot of passion in failure, and failure, I've said before on this show, is trying. You can't fail if you don't try, and for a lot of us out there who are ambitious and motivated, we failed a lot. You know, the great successes, They. (laughs) I don't know how they do it so quickly, Uh, sometimes, I guess, opportunity, preparation, luck, family, wealthy parents or connected parents, then you're going to have a shortcut or if you meet someone at the right time. It wasn't my case. So there's a lot of passion in failure. And then there's a lot of passion in success. For reasons I don't really know, but I thought it would be kind of fun, I went to Audible, not a sponsor, but I'd be happy if they were, and I went to my included books today and I looked at motivation Pretty broad topic, right? I found the free books because this is just to hear what those books would be about. It's not something I've listened to in a long time. Uh, The stuff I listen to is 8.0 of that. You know, if that's the first step in learning the human condition and the relationship between the eternal and the monkey person that we are, the stuff I'm onto now is a little more advanced and more difficult to listen to because it's not as entertaining. But uh, great if you're trying to extract meaning. Okay, so what did this book say? (laughs) It says the same thing that all these books say, and it's find out what your why is. Why do you want to do this? Uh, Make a list. And then they always have these PDFs or some kind of thing that you're supposed to write down, which is amazing to me. Because 99.999% of the people who listen to these books are not action-oriented people. And so to have someone who's deciding to do a small step in the direction of their improvement and asking them to get out a piece of paper when they're probably listening to this at the gym or listening to this because someone recommended it to them is a tall ask. But they're still the same thing. The thing I heard many years ago is the same message now, and that is make a plan. Find out what you want to do. If you want to run a marathon, join a group of people who run and take tips from them and learn the culture and start out slow and all this nonsense right join a group of marathon runners if you're just starting to run oh my god that is terrible advice so i looked up a couple of these people and the people who are telling you to run marathons hadn't run marathons and the people you were who are telling you to like jump out of airplanes or do all this risky stuff they hadn't done it because there's no test you have to take to be this person and this podcast is not about filtering out the uh Signal from the Noise. For those of you who have seen my movie, that's a line from it. I know that full well you have not seen my movie at this time because I have not released it. It comes out next year. Uh, this is the end of December and uh, 2022 is when it comes out. Anyway, Signal Through the Noise. Something that's better than don't take bad advice is don't take good advice that is bad. And you'd think that's bad advice, but bad advice is wrapped up in so much knowledge these days. It's so easy to find quality bad advice. And what I mean by that is that bad advice today has so many elegant words around it and so many websites to bolster it that it feels like good advice. So, you know, beware of that. (laughs) Personal development, if you do it, think about what is intuitive. And think about what it is that you understand at a primal and emotional level that makes sense. Here's my advice for 22, 2022. Not if you're going from being 21 years old. Well, that too. But that's a small pool of people. You want to do something before you have time to not do it. Start. So... You want to run a marathon, you get out of your car, run to your house, even if it's 20 feet. You've run that day. And people will say, well, you haven't run a lot. Yeah, but you've run that day. It's amazing how people believe nonsense and conspiracy theories, but when I use this to flex your motivation, they're not interested. I'll say something like, you know, write something and sell it for a dollar. (laughs) You're a professional writer. Now, you may not be a great professional writer, and I wouldn't tell anyone you are, and I just came up with that idea, but you've told your subconscious that you are. There's a thing in if you run from your car to your house, you've told yourself you're a runner, and that way tomorrow when you have to lace up your shoes at 8 a.m. or 6 a.m., whenever people go to work, you will have already done it. Even if it's brief, you've done it. So that barrier to entry should be smaller. And that barrier to entry is your determination. You say, I've already done it. And you tell yourself that. I've already run. I ran today. Tomorrow's easier. So when you wake up, you're 80% less likely to fail or to quit or to not do it. And then if you get outside and you're not feeling well and you put on your shoes and you run two blocks and you run home, celebrate that. Celebrate it. I ran today. Because... It is hard to do things when they're difficult. Well, that's obvious, Jet. It's right there in the title. What I mean by that is those first couple days where you're trying to do something and you're having a hard time, those victories are greater than when you run the marathon. is that interesting? The person who runs a week in a row is the hero that makes the marathon runner possible. You are more heroic in the first week that you run than you are when you run the marathon because by the time you run the marathon, You will have run so much that it's second nature. And running a marathon is just slightly farther or a little farther than usually run. But when you haven't run, and you run for the first time, I'll put in some sound effects here, but that's where the applause... Is it it this one? What's this? That's funky. That's not it. Where's applause? Nope. There it is. Here you go. Here you go. So here's your applause. You also got a jazz horn and all that stuff. But yeah, you know, there you go. You ran for a day. I don't think I intended this to be motivational, but here it is coming at you with both barrels. The difference between not doing a thing and a thing is profound. The most profound thing in physics. If I may be so audacious as to say that. Not doing a thing and doing a thing, right? Going to a place or not going to a place. Starting that first day of school when you are older. It's been a long time. You're cold in the education department. Filling out that application, paying that money, getting the books, all that stuff. That first day of school, that's tough. It's like the first day of school when you were a kid, but back then probably your parents had something to do with it. Hooray for you. That's awesome. Running that first day, good for you. Running your old shoes, by the way another tip. Run in your old, dirty, stinky, old, did I say old enough? Old, old shoes. Because then when you put on those new shoes by week three, it'll feel like a Ferrari. And you'll be like, wow, this is easier. Right? My point about this is, is that we're going down the barrel of another year. That's how they come in the Judeo-Christian calendar. Here we are at the end of December. Maybe not you, but December has been inside you this whole time, so you choose your own new year. I've talked about this before. Tomorrow is your new year if you decide. I decided on October 23rd of 2017 to stop drinking, and that was my new year of not drinking for four years. Now, I like to mention this because I like credit for the full deal, but I only drank two years in between that. So it was seven years, two years, and then four years. So, you know, whatever the math is on that. I'm going to have to do it, so give me a second. So I was sober 11 years in the last 13. You didn't hear that pause, but it existed. I had to look that up. These motivational books are fine. And God bless the people who do them. You know, they're trying to earn a living by getting you to get motivated. And maybe 10% of them are actually pure intentions. But you know I'm pure because uh, you're not paying me anything. Guess how you know? Because you paid me nothing. That's how you know. Celebrate the victories. I'm working on motivation again because I need to up my game. Now you're thinking, up your game, Jet Dunlap. How's your year been? <laughs> well, let's just answer like this. No, please. Please sit down. Ah, go ahead. Stand up. Stand up higher. Get on your chairs. Really? Yeah? You know how well I've done this year? Well, thank you so, so much. You're an incredible audience and, you know, I'm just going to, you know. Oh, oh my God, you're coming back. I am flabbergasted, just, you know, wow, you're jumping up and down. Wow. And These are seniors and people who barely have to use their legs, so this is a profound level of appreciation. I've been hesitating to do this because, and now it's buried into 10 minutes in the episode, but I've been hesitating to do this because it's so damned important that I don't know that I can employ, implore, or implode the exact emphasis that it requires. Mitchell Torina, St. Francis, De La Salle, Alamany, I'm forgetting one, Franklin. That was my special ed school. There wasn't a day in my entire education as a youngster that didn't feel like I was going to prison. Let's go ahead and call this topic two, topic two. It was a suck sandwich. I dreaded it. I dreaded school... (laughs) I'd have night terrors for a week. It was torture, and I mean torture. It was painful physically, emotionally. All the ways that pain could be interpreted when I was a kid. These pants that were so itchy because back then they just thought they're kids, who cares if it's uncomfortable, it doesn't matter. They had not invented the idea that children should be comfortable as well, as opposed to what it was back then, which was shut up, who cares, you wear the cheap stuff. So it was physically uncomfortable, it was emotionally just the worst. The teachers were terrible, horrible, selfish people, as all teachers are, as you know, I believe on this show. Their only intention is to squash dreams and tyrannically rule over people who are smaller than them because they're weak and they're small. And the only way they ever feel they have power is by finding children and crushing them. (laughs) Okay, folks, especially you who are teachers, I thought you needed a break and a little bit of an explanation. Don't worry, I'll go into it a lot in a minute. But I had to pull out of the show to just give you a bird's eye view of this is your first episode. I was tortured by teachers um, when I was young, and this has gone on for the 30 years I have been educated. And uh, in my experience, the ones that I know of are about the same. Now, there are exceptions, and I'm sure you are one of them. I've also been tremendously helped by teachers. My mom is a teacher, and she works with special needs kids because she saw how I was treated when I was young. And she decided to do some good about that. That's as far as I'm concerned. I don't know that she's ever said it in those words, but it's about that. My point is that I'm going to keep speaking to my experience and my opinions about it. But if it offends you, remember, it's not about you unless you taught me. In which case, you deserve every second of this. Now back to the show. It was horrible. When I went to special ed for a year because I failed... Second grade, because I did not meet the standards of the school I was going to. It was even harder. The teachers were a little bit nicer, but I was in a class with people who I don't know what you call it anymore, but mentally. Developmentally disabled is the word I was looking for. And, uh, and people who had severe handicaps. And, um, and then myself and my disability, I want you to understand, made me equal to them in, uh, In our ability at school so I was not better than them Uh, cognitively with the case of the people who had mental disabilities that kept them in a younger version um, our processing power wasn't the same let's put it that way and for neither of us was that our choice so again I'm trying to emphasize and this is not PC this is because I actually knew these people and they tried their asses off but uh, I was in a class with people of that level of uh, developmental disorder okay and if someone was offended by this and they didn't go to special ed when they were in second grade like me, then you're the worst monster in the world because I went there. And when I threw up, uh, they wouldn't let me go to the bathroom because they thought I was lying. So I threw up in my mouth and uh, threw up on the table. And I was so embarrassed. That kind of stuff happened. And that's not to gross you out, but if you're offended by people's lives... And their usage of words is a sidetrack, so uh, sorry about pulling off the freeway of my thoughts. But you are the worst person on Earth. But we got that. Anyway, so special ed was especially hard. And uh, I got chicken pox that year, too. But I remember my mom, who was always my advocate. But we we clashed occasionally because it wasn't easy to have a son like this, especially when you were a child. My mom, you know, uh, presented me to the world or took me into Earth as my creator when... She was a teenager, and it's <laughs> just astounding. At the time, too, because it's not like it was today, uh, fight for a kid who had a severe learning disability that the teachers just wanted out of school because it was more difficult to teach him than it was not to. I applaud her, and uh, and recently, for Christmas, I got to have her open my diploma where I graduated at the top of my class from one of the most difficult business schools, top 10% of business schools last year. And uh, I graduated um, summa cum laude. And I got to give her that uh, that degree. And there's a picture. I'll probably put it up as the artwork. So school was torture, and special ed was more torture. But let me tell you this really quick story. I remember that song, Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. I'm not a singer, but I don't know the name of it, so I had to sing it, right? I remember my mom and I were in their 66 Mustang, which is probably cool now because it would be a classic, but then it was like, you know, it was 2003, let's say. (laughs) I'm not that old. It's just my parents had an old car. And this thing couldn't drive in the rain. It would backfire. It had its issues. And it was a little damaged. It was not fancy. It was a hand-me-down. My parents were young. They would take whatever they could. My mom was um, driving me to school, and I remember us both crying because I think I was pleading with her not to go to school, and her empathy wanted to let me not. That's how bad school was. And that went on more or less junior year. I turned it around. Freshman, sophomore year of high school, I was bullied. I stopped taking that shit at some point and flipped the coin on that. If you've heard the show before, you know that at one point in sixth grade, I saw a kid get slapped in the face by a teacher. I told my mom. My mom got very angry because this teacher was picking on me as well. And because of my mom's defense of this student, and her desire to not have me be infected by that violent environment, they stuck me into the library in a corner on a computer, and they gave me software to teach myself for eight months. And I didn't know how to use software, because remember, I was severely dyslexic. So I sat in a corner for eight months doing nothing for six hours a day, staring at a wall. And I wonder when uh, someone, the Zarthanians, the people who have based their civilization on me in the future, which is a running joke on this show... Uh, they find my show and they base their invention of humans. Uh, <laughs> they find the DNA because uh, uh, life finds a way. And they create a whole new civilization of, of humans. And the only story they have is my podcast. So they make them like me, which will be very entertaining for the the king me who lives in the year 4087. So the Zarthanians, especially, but people or someone who does my biography one day, hopefully it's not me. Um, and I believe this will be done. They may be able to look at that year where I had to sit in a room for eight months and stare at a monitor as a time where I must have built an imagination like people who are stuck in the hole in prison, right? I'm not making light of it because I obviously being in prison would be the way worse. But for a guy who is in sixth grade, it was pretty brutal to be stuck into a library looking at a monitor all day long that I didn't know how to turn on. And I'd pretend I knew how to play this rabbit game, right? That i'd load in the computer with you know uh, the internet let's say even though that would not be invented for some time because i'm 30 but let's say the something like the internet that came in a hard disk and i put in the rabbit game and the uh the librarian who you know was not a laugh a minute she would just come over occasionally to see if i was looking at that game it was a it was a learning game it wasn't just like a rabbit that you had fun with <laughs> it wasn't a real rabbit my only break in this monotony was when the janitor named Mr. Lackey. I can't make this up. I could, but that was his name. To us, I don't know what his real name was. I mean, uh, there's two ways of looking at this. Either the nuns and teachers at this school were so mean that they called the janitor Mr. Lackey, or his last name was Lackey. Either way, amazing. But he'd come in and he'd hit on the uh, on the librarian and he'd flirt with her. And I uh, remember one time he brought in a bunch of bullets and he had her guess what caliber they were, and this was one of his favorite tests with her, and she was flirting back. That was my only entertainment outside of staring at a screen that had a a rabbit in, like, uh, I don't know, two bits. It was, like, four pixels. The minimum amount of pixels to shape a rabbit, right? So it was hard. <laughs> Is that what I'm saying? It was hard, right? It was hard. And uh, so we're talking about my ear. Let me tell you something, there are two women who are responsible Whew! this, this feels something. Uh, There are two women who are responsible for my uh, formal education, the two women who without whom I would not have graduated top of my class at my age from a prestigious school. And that is my mother who fought for me. I went to educational therapy three times a week. So I went to more, school. she paid for it out of pocket. Um, and I went to a regular therapist and I went to school. So for a guy who was struggling in school, I went to more school than anyone else. Plus I stayed after class and I went to summer school. That's all the way through high school. She never gave up on me. She always fought the schools. And then uh, this last year, my wife proofed all my work. And she helped me in ways that I can't even describe. What they have assisted in is creating a person that I could not, have believed would exist when I was a kid and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you who that person is in the next episode so you've listened to Psychotherapy episode 131 and I'll tell you next time who that guy is because uh, you know (laughs) I don't know I want more episodes so I'll talk to you soon If you liked today's episode, please let us know by liking today's episode or subscribe. And we look forward to your patronage in the next episode that picks up right after this, where we tell you about who I've become since I started this show nearly three years ago.